please. Wonderful singing. Beautiful. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. As a preacher, I won't get to see my mother this morning. So my mother's going to come to me tonight, Lord willing. That's what mothers do. They want to see their babies. And so my mother's, Lord willing, you'll get to see her tonight. I tell you what, I echo Christopher. I wish I could have had every one of you mothers with me last night. I wish, there was times I wish I had a lot of money. So I could, I could take you all out. To, we went to a place uh, in the country over in Cottontown, Carolyn Berry. From what I understand, she's a sister in Christ. She has a beautiful home. Man, she has a beautiful And I felt at home last night. I felt at home because the food was delicious. It was as good or better than my mama's food. And if you go on Chase Dittmore's uh, uh, Facebook page, you can see the dessert we had. It was death by chocolate. Delicious. I wish I could give every one of you mothers that this morning because it was really, really good. And we had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time last night at at, at the Strawberry Formal. Uh, Joe Wells, one of the premier youth ministers in the country, came and spoke to our young people. And he had a he had a, a message of legacy. He he asked us what was our legacy, what was the legacy we were going to leave. And he, he gave us some examples like, like Michael Jackson. And, you know, when you say the words Michael Jackson, you, you automatically come up with something in your mind. Or, or Bonnie and Clyde, you, you, auto, you automatically come up with something in your mind. Or, or Adolf Hitler. I mean, you just can't come up with Adolf Hitler without something in your mind, something negative. And then he had the, 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 the person Judas. And how nobody names their child Judas the betrayer anymore. What is your legacy? It works right into the sermon this morning. Almost 200 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, a Jewish father, a Jewish father, Tobit was his name, gave his son Tobias some advice. He gave him a legacy to live by. He told Tobias, he asked asked Tobias to do some things, Tobit did, that are great advice for, for all children here today. And I dare say that every father here today would ask their children to take this advice. He said, bury me well and honor your mother and forsake her not all the days of her life and do that which is pleasing before her and grieve not her spirit in any matter. Remember her child, that she has experienced many dangers for you in her womb. And when she is dead, bury her with me in one grave. My child, be mindful of the Lord all your days. And don't let your will be set to sin and to transgress His commandments. That's great advice for Each and every one of us, isn't it? That's great advice from a father to a son, young or old, here today. Here is contained two requests. Two requests. Honor your mother. Which those of you who are here today, that's what you do. You honor her. 
That's a wonderful thing. Two requests. Every father here would ask that of their child to, to honor their mother and obey God. You know, all of us in this room, we understand that we had or we, or we have a mother. But not all of us understand or care that there is a God. In Exodus chapter 3, if you would please turn there, Exodus chapter 3, God speaks to Moses from the burning bush. And God tells him that he and his brother Aaron are to go to Pharaoh to get him to let the captive slave children of Israel go. And Moses is charged with the task of leading the children of Israel out to out of Egypt. And in Exodus chapter 5, if you'll turn over there, Exodus chapter 5, verse 1, we read this. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Release my people so that, so that they may hold a pilgrim feast to me in the desert. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him by releasing Israel? I do not know the Lord. I will not release Israel. Pharaoh's question who is God, has always been on the minds of many. Who is God? Well, let's find out today. Let's find out who is God. God is, let's fill in the blanks. We would expect someone like Pharaoh to ask this question, who is God? He's the Pharaoh of Egypt. He didn't believe in God. But there are those in the audience today who ask this question. And you regularly seek Him. Who is God? Even Moses, asked, Moses he asked a similar question. Turn back just a few pages to chapter 3. Look back at chapter 3, verse 13. Moses here is backpedaling from God because he didn't think he was the right choice to lead the people out of Egypt. So he's backpedaling. He's trying to get out of the... He's trying to get out of what God wants him to do. Moses, verse 13, said to God, if, if I go to the Israelites and tell them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I say to them? God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, you must say this to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. Verse 15, God also said to Moses, you must say this to the Israelites, the Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and of Jacob, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my memorial from generation to generation. Who is God? God is I am. God is, is I am. He, he, is, he is Yahweh. It's really unpronounceable in, in English, in the English language, Yahweh. It's, it's from the Hebrew form of, of the verb to be, I am. God was in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
And the earth was formless and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved across the waters and God said, let there be light. It was God who created this world. God is I am. He always has been. He always will be. He's the most powerful being in the universe. He's the maker of all. And the maker of all knows me. He knows you too. The psalmist in Psalm 139, he expresses it beautifully. How well God knows us. Oh Lord, you examine me and know me. You, you know when I sit down and when I get up, you understand my thought afar off. God knows us. The most powerful being in the world knows us. God is omniscient. He has total knowledge, in other words. God is omnipresent. It's a fancy word for saying that, that God is everywhere. Paul says that we don't have an excuse for not knowing God because He can be seen by what has been made. The psalmist said in Psalm 19 verse 1, he says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament or sky shows His handiwork. Some of you have these really smart phones. You have these really, really, really smart phones. They're, they're like a, a handheld computer, you know, and they have an app for that. They have an app for, for this right here. This is one of the apps for, for one of the phones. You can hold that phone up to the sky, and with GPS technology on that phone, you will see the named stars just like that. No matter where you put it in the sky, it will show you on the phone what you're looking at. That's amazing, isn't it? As amazing as that technology is, the stars that it describes are even more amazing. God is truly wonderful. He is the maker of all things. Just by looking up, we can marvel at the handiwork of God. Look up into the sky tonight and say there is no God. I almost dare you. Or, or look at this time of the year, at, at the flowers that are blooming. I mean, just look at this close-up of a flower. Look at, look at its, how intricate it is. Look how wonderful it is. Look how, how beautiful it is. And each and every flower is different. There's none the same as this flower. Just look at the wonderful children. I mean, just look around you at the wonderful children. Not any one of them are the same. Just look at a child and say, there is no God. I dare you to. God is wonderful. He's powerful. He's amazing. We serve the living God. So many wonderful things. Matthew chapter 6, verse 28. Why do you worry about clothing? Think about how the flowers of the field grow. They, they do not work or spin. Yet I, I tell you that Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like, like one of these. Now, if you believe in God, if you believe in God, you've been seeking Him. Maybe, maybe you've been looking for God. Maybe, maybe you've been trying to find out who He is and you've been trying to find out what His will is for you. You've been seeking God. If, if you believe, 
Understand that the Bible is a source of knowledge of God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that we speak the wisdom of God that uh, verses 9 and 10 God has revealed by His Spirit His, His preparations for those who love Him. He says in verse 13 we speak about these things not with words taught to us by human wisdom but with those taught by the Spirit explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. Are you a spiritual person? We can know what God wants because 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 25, His Word endures forever. You can know what God's wants. He's not, it's not ambiguous. You don't have to guess. You can know what God wants in His Word. We can know Him. You know, a kind person, if, you were gonna, if, you know, if I was a kind person, I would let you get to know me. If you were a kind person, you would let me get to know you. God is kind. God is good. God wants us to know Him. He wants us to know Him. It's one of His attributes. Romans chapter 11 verse 22 shows that God is kind and God is good. It also tells another side of God though. Therefore consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fail severity but toward you goodness if you continue in his goodness otherwise you also will be cut off God is good but God is also severe we can all count our blessings numerable blessings as Christopher pointed out in his prayer we can all count these blessings but but don't don't forget God's severity don't, 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 don't dare forget the fact that God has commanded you to do certain things and expect them to be done. We read in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But just skip on down a couple of verses. Just, we understand God's goodness here, but look at, at verse 36. He who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. There's God's goodness, yes, but there's also God's severity. Yet, God did love the world so much because God is love. First John chapter 4, verse 8, God is love. God is love, that is, 1 Corinthians 13, patient, kind. It, it bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. God's love does because God is love. We too can have this attribute of God, this, this love that, that God has. We too can have that. And many do in this audience. Every mother in this audience has this attribute of God because God is love. I put this in your bulletin. It's a poem. I, I couldn't fit it into the bulletin in poem form, but I, I, I put it in there anyway. It's from John Killinger's book, Lost in Wonder, Love, and Praise. It includes the, the following affirmation. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who was born of the promise to a virgin named Mary. 
I believe in the love Mary gave her son that caused her to follow him in his ministry and stand by his cross as he died. I believe in the love of all mothers and its importance in the lives of the children they bear. It is stronger than steel, softer than down, and more resilient than a green sapling on the hillside. If you've ever been whooped by one of those, you know what he means there. It closes wounds melts disappointments and enables the weakest child to stand tall and straight in the fields of adversity. I believe that this love, even at its best, is only a shadow of the love of God. A dark reflection of all that we can expect of Him, both in this life and the next. And I believe that one of the most beautiful sights in the world is a mother who lets this greater love flow through her to her child, blessing the world with the tenderness of her touch and the tears of her joy. God is love because God loves us so much and He's so kind to His children. It's a wonder why we treat Him so badly. You don't treat your own mama like that. Who do you love more, your mama or God? We treat Him so badly at times, it's it's not really smart to treat the most powerful being in the universe the way we do. (laughs) Do we forget? Do we forget how powerful God really is? Is that maybe that's what we do? We just we just forget. My God is so big, we sing. We sing with the little children. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Is there anything impossible for God? Well, there are. That's a silly, really a silly question. Could God make a rock too big for Him to lift? That's kind of a silly question. And there are some things that are impossible for God. Because of God who is who He is, There are some things that God cannot do. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2, God cannot have sin in His presence. He's not going to put up with your sin. not going to put up with my sin. God cannot have sin in His presence. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, God does not change. Who God is and how He feels about the world and how He feels about sin does not change. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 and 18. God's purpose is unchangeable. It can't change. He's not going to change it. And it is impossible for God to lie. That is so wonderful. God has never lied to me and He never will. When He says that I can have salvation and that if you can have salvation, the most powerful being in the universe is telling us that, we can take it to the bank. Because God's not going to lie about it. My God does not lie. God will not lie and He hates liars. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 17. Revelation 21 8 says that all liars will go to hell. And we can tell lies... And we do often. And we can even sing lies. How many of you have you have sung a lie this morning? In the songs that you've sung. Oh, the, the singing was beautiful. Did you sing a lie? Sometimes we can lie to ourselves. 
Some of you will lie to yourself today. Right now, you think you're lost. Right now, you think you're lost. But when I ask you to come forward and and be baptized or ask you to come forward and ask for prayers of the church, you'll lie and say, I'm okay. I'm all right. I don't have to do that. Jesus prayed in the garden. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. My Father, if possible, let this cup pass from me. But for us to be saved, it was impossible for God to do that. It was, it was impossible for God to take the cup without the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Sinful man, me, I have no hope without the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter declared, Acts chapter 4, verse 12, There is salvation in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So many today seem mad at God. Times are tough, aren't they? Money's tight. So many seem mad at God. Flood Floodwaters are rising again for our friends and our families. Tornadoes have, have devastated places. So many are, are mad at God. C.S. Lewis, when he was an atheist, he was very honest about it. He said this, I was living like so many atheists, In a world of contradictions, I maintained that God did not exist. I was very angry with God for not existing. I was equally angry with Him for creating a world. And we can see the the swirl of contradiction there. David wrote in Psalm chapter 14 verse 1, The fool says in his heart there is no God. The fool says in his heart there is no God. And we can see from Lewis's thoughts the contradiction, the war that, that rolls through the mind time and time and time again for all of us. And, and whenever the elementary principles of logic are, are thrown out the window and an atheist says zero plus zero equals something, we see the contradiction. Wayne Jackson writes, The skeptic can see that a simple pair of pliers must have been designed by an intelligent being, yet argues that the human body with its 100 trillion cells is merely the result of a marriage between mother nature and father time. Just, just, just look at the children. Just look at that baby. Just hear the voice of that baby. And say there is no God. You just can't. Yeah, maybe you can. Maybe you can. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, when we refuse to have God in our knowledge, when we refuse it, He will give us up to a reprobate mind. And yes, God loves us, but God is also an avenger. God is also an avenger. He loves us, but vengeance is His. Romans chapter 12 and verse 19. God is the holder of secrets. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29. God knows us. We can't hide anything from God. And we must understand that you, since we can't hide anything from God, and God knows who we are, We've got to get off the fence. We've 
got to get off the fence, folks. And only God is the one who can give salvation. God is the only giver of salvation. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved across the waters and God said, Words. He's the great I Am. He's been there from the jump, guys. He's always going to be there. And as much as I love my mama, I can't say that about her. But I can say it about God. The God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. The God of David the King. The God by whose word this world was made and whose word dwelt among us for a little while. And that word was killed on the cross, was buried in a tomb, but was raised and now sits at the right hand of God, the God who does not change, the God who loves, the God who is light, the God who is life, who is good but is severe, the good God, the great I Am, knows your heart. He even knows that some of you, who won't profess it publicly, he knows that some of you secretly believe in Him. He even knows that. So why not obey Him? Why not? You know who God is. But what is God to you? What is God to you? Will you obey Him today? Is God your God? If He's not, make Him your God. Right now, as together we stand and sing.